0: Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader. I want to know why, but like, you can
1: dodge any question. I like, will tell anyone that. You can tell me the what.
0: I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional fuck. consideration. Pay for by the following WrestlingNewsSource.com. All the rest of you Yahoos are out there dilly dilling you little wankers. We're actually receiving real wrestling news. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dan cuz this guy's a serious professional, rep, rep. Hold two. Arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you, I hate you. I hate your hat, I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C-Nation, I hate everything that you stand for. So does
1: Bruin. Yeah, they do. What's up, everyone? This is JP. This is take two of JP and Joe Bruin on the Irish Whip this week. Uh, TIW isn't just the Irish Whip. It's Technical Issues Weekly right now. Um, and <laughs> Joe Bruin had started the, um, started out in the wrestling business a long time ago, even though he's not that old of a guy. Uh, started out as a ring announcer, now runs the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is an, a huge annual event here in New England, in Rhode Island. Um, and it's something that everybody up here looks forward to because we don't get conventions in this way some of the, the way some of the other wrestling markets do. But Joe, can you give me a, a breakdown of how you started up in the wrestling business?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So. Uh, you know, lifelong fan since age three, uh, 1985, and basically uh, through my teenage years. And in 1998, I decided to start my own black sess show via Cox Cable, um, basically uh, called the Joe's Professional Wrestling Talk Show. Um, Howard Fan was a big inspiration to me, so I always wanted to use my voice, whether we were interviewing or announcing or something. So I uh, had the local show, had you know local wrestlers in the studio. Did uh, month shows and traveled from sh- show on the independence and did a backstage interviews specifically for my show and uh, kind of bumped into the ring announcing deal uh, by mistake. I mean they they didn't have a ring announcer one night for UCW. He didn't make it for whatever reason. in uh, part of the community it, uh, basically, I, I think they asked if I would do it. And, uh, I was a little nervous, but certainly excited about it. And no microphone, first time ring announcing. <laughs> PBS, uh, of course, with the original that was supposed to show up, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I thought I did a good job. Basically, from there, I down with TW did bouncing for IIW, independent really wrestling. I was a long-time announcer for PW, Primal Conflict Wrestling, uh, did some uh, some sound work uh, at one or two shows, you know, the entrance music and stuff like that, for ECW, New England Championship Wrestling, for Sheldon Goldberg, and uh, basically just uh, the WWE, Mike Spada was his ring announcer for two or three years, and uh, I'm privileged to uh, be the ring announcer for Killer Kowalski, Walter Killer Kowalski's all wrestling, did that for a couple years, and yeah, you know, just traveled to New England uh one gig for chaotic wrestling as a fill in for Rich Palladino. Uh he had recommended me and I was um able to fill in for that one show. That was cool. It was a cool experience to work for all different promotions, uh get a feel of uh, you know, all the different things going on throughout England. That is a
1: huge recommendation coming. When Rich Palladino recommends somebody to be a ring announcer, especially in the New England area, that's that's a huge recommendation. I've sat next to Rich watching other ring announcers, and uh, he, he doesn't say anything negative, but he he always he'll the same way a veteran wrestler would give advice. He'll give advice. Um, so for sure. him, to I've known
0: a Rich a long time, and you know I was a young kid, but he, uh, he the reason he he uh, thought well enough of me to to fill in and not just to take chaotic wrestling that one time, but he also had me fill in for him at a IIW show as well. So, you know, very, uh, honored to have done that.
1: And I won't blow your spot, but some of uh, Joe's interviews are still on YouTube, I believe.
0: Yes, they are. All right. Yeah, we, uh, we've got the page and, uh, all access entertainment and you could check out all the backstage interviews and the studio interviews, And that's really cool. I mean, back then there wasn't a lot of people doing that. And, uh, you know, it's cool to look back on and see some of the guys that were around the independent scene and uh, some of the stars that were in the area throughout the, uh, the early 2000s and late 90s.
1: Now, how did you transition from doing the ring announcing to, uh, to promoting your own shows?
0: So basically, uh, they kind of coincided with each other. In nineteen ninety eight I started the talk show and and the ring announcing. And I also have to give credit to Bert Centeno. Um, He helped me out as well. And I was his ring announcer for Ultimate Championship Wrestling in Worcester for uh, a couple years as well. And he uh, really steered me on that ring announcing path as well in the early days. Um, So certainly got to give credit to him. And Anthony Rufo, like I mentioned before, uh, a big big hand as far as uh, getting into the business and, and breaking in, that type of thing. Um, but as far as the ring announcing goes, you know, I kind of went into the promoting around the same time. 1999 uh, started my own show, and it was the HWF, the Hardcore Wrestling Federation at the time. Uh, turned it into the Federation over time. Um, after a few shows, we changed the name. Uh, more family-friendly as far as advertising goes. Um, but it was uh, it was cool. I mean, it was an experience to uh, be behind the scenes and work with guys from all over New England, and at that time, you know, you had your core groups uh, working for certain promotions. Sometimes there'd be a crossover, but you know, not as often as now you see. You know, in all the promotions, they're always mixing, and uh, which is good to see. It's great that everybody's getting work everywhere now. Um, but at that time, it just wasn't really the case as often. And I always managed to get guys from all different promotions and just bring them all together for one show. And uh, they were just, they were family shows and, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of fun at that time. Uh, so we ran that from 1999 until 2001, did about eight to ten spot shows, um, you know, ring announcing all that time, um, traveling around, and basically brought the HWF back after a long absence in 2010 and then again in 2011 for two big block party spot shows. And, again, mixing uh, talent from all over New England. And it was just a cool experience, and I know you were there. And uh, it was just cool. It was a nice time.
1: Yeah, I think I was there for both of those. And I believe I saw Kyle Storm fry an egg on the ground at one of them. It was so hot out.
0: But just... It was a hard degree first one and one o one the second time and he actually fried an egg on the ring
1: was <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on the ring it was just but those r- those outdoor shows they they tend to be a lot of fun and those those two were no different i mean you had you had you guys there you had at one of them at least there was girls from uh one of the roller one of the roller derby groups there uh that was set up so you just got such a wide variety of stuff when when you go to those festivals and the the wrestling was not connected exactly. to anything there. It was unbelievable. You were right in the parking lot of Whole Foods, and the whole block was just taken up. It was very, a very cool setup.
0: It was cool, yeah. A lot going on: rock wall climbing, and like you said, roller derby. There was a watermelon eating contest, and uh, and it was cool because out of that show, you know, you saw people that really have come a long way since the wrestling business: the Juice, JT Dunn, yes. uh, Sasha Banks, um, Taylor Hendricks. Uh, Max Bauer, a whole host of came off of those shows, and uh, you know, we're obviously already going strong prior to those shows, but it was cool to, uh, you know, have a small part of uh, their success in in the wrestling business, getting to see them move on big time.
1: Now, you've just brought up Max Bauer, who's a chaotic guy. Is there a chance that he'll be at the Hall of Fame this year with Brian Fury going in?
0: Yes, he, uh, actually, we just announced about a week ago, um, be at the Hall of Fame. Um, he'll be at the ceremony. He'll be there, uh, you know, greet the fans uh, earlier in the day, and he'll uh, be an inductor as well.
1: That's for those who don't know who Max is. Max was a a, a New England guy. Um, came out, did good, signed a deal with the WWE, and was down in NXT as Max Pelham. Uh, I forget what his I forget what name he had down there, but he didn't last Axel long, Keegan, I believe. Yes, Axel Keegan. He got injured down there, so it was he? they gave him an office job for a little while, and then he eventually moved back up north, So, uh, but completely yeah. out of the wrestling business. So it would be great to see him again. That's, uh, and that's what you do. I've seen you do it a few times. You bring in guys that don't typically do this stuff. Well, you get them to show up at your events. Guys like Ted DiBiase has been there. Um Jimmy Valiant you don't see up here at all, and he'll be in this year. I can't wait to see Jimmy. So what you do different, Joe, is you bring in guys that don't come around this area. There's, you know, the Jimmy Valiants and the, um, you know, Perry Satin. uh You know, you had the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and stuff like that. Is Was that your goal, is to bring in guys that people can't see
0: anywhere else? Right. I mean, it's always it's a mix, really. Uh like I was saying, it's a blank piece of paper, and it's uh, it's some, you know, very creative. You can just put so much into it. And it's a mix of personal favorites, uh, fan favorites, rarities. you got to have rarities. Um, people, like you said, who you just never see in this area. You always have a have to have a few of them sprinkled in. Uh, we had Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man, in 2013 for Fairhaven. Very rare New England appearance. Yeah. Uh, He's going to be joining us again this year and headlining the Hall of Fame, and, you know, he hasn't been back to New England since our last time that we had him in 2013, so he certainly is a rare appearance this way. Uh, We have Dan the Beast Severn coming in, who, another rare appearance, Um, body Donna Cloudy, Jimmy Shoulders from ECW. Yep. Um, You know, he's another guy who's never, uh, actually never appeared at any convention or anything like that uh, in the New England area, so... Uh, that'll be cool for the fans, uh, especially the diehards. who yes. are always looking for some of the crazier gimmicks and stuff like that. And uh, like you mentioned, Perry Saturn will be here. Um, he'll be inducted into the New England Hall of Fame, as well as uh, signing and meeting with the fans during the day at the Fan Fest. And uh, we just announced today, Justin Incredible has been added to the Fan Fest lineup. Um, currently working on uh, a movie for him and uh, yeah, his road to recovery. So it'll be good to uh, yeah, see him back in the thick of things.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, we're, we're all praying and hoping for, for Justin Credible to just make that complete turnaround that we've seen a few guys do. So with the same help that he's getting, exactly, it's, it's, it's going to be good to see him on the positive side. Right. So right. it's, um, Now, how do you – what do you do to track these guys down, Gene? Because you brought in Jameson. Yes. (laughs) That was one of the years I was there. Like, I have not seen Jameson on – and I see posters from around the country. I have not seen Jameson on a single other poster ever.
0: The cool thing about Jameson is, you know, growing up as a kid, I was always a big fan of that character. I just was thoroughly entertained – uh, by him. And his real name is John DeGiacomo. Um, his son is actually, uh, plays the son on Kevin Can Wait with Kevin James. Um, he really? plays the son on that show. Yeah. And he's, uh, really hitting it big in, in the acting. He's done some movies, lots of commercials, even Super Bowl commercial with cam Newton a few years ago, that was his, uh, acting debut, I believe. And, uh, he's done some, some plays and, and that's basically that. what John's doing now, just traveling with him. And, uh, Getting into all these gigs, he's really uh, really taken off. But a guy like Jamison, you know, I looked high and low for, for many years for Jameson. He's one of the characters I wanted to get. And finally stumbled across him after I was almost ready to give up. And, you know, reading online articles and different things from fans and little tidbits here and there. Finally found him. He was working at a bar um, in New York City and called the place, um, saw that his name was John DiGiacomo. So I called the place, asked for John, and that we'd be interested in bringing him in for an event, and basically uh, just kind of brushed off, you know, that uh, he doesn't work here, there's nobody by that name. But I left my number, you know, and I was pretty persistent. I called again, and, of course, he did work there, so I was able to connect with him finally. And he's like, how did you find me? You know, he, he had never done a wrestling convention, so we, I can... Uh, happily say that we were his first and he wore his exact outfit that he did in the yeah. WWF he said it was in a, a duffel bag you know since the uh the 90s and uh it was just cool to have him in in full character for the fans so it's, it,
1: it's unreal like I the one of the years I was there I think Bob Backlund just kind of walked through the audience in the middle of it
0: yes he was a surprise we always try to tie in a couple surprises. And uh, he was a surprise um, that we actually set up with Howard Finkel. Um, Howard was responsible for Bob being there and making that happen. So certainly got to give Howard the credit on that. And Bob and Howard are good friends. And uh, we were able to have uh, Bob sat in the parking lot in his uh, truck with the lights off for over an hour. Nobody knew he was there. And uh, as we were going through some of the last speeches, we were getting into uh, Rick Martel, Prado, and Chief Jay, and right before they went on, uh, we, you know, I went and grabbed Bob yeah. out of the truck, and we walked right in, and Howard gave him a nice surprise entrance, and introduction, and uh, that was definitely a cool moment, one of the, the yeah. cooler moments over the years.
1: And you just brought up, so that was, I, I, that was one of the years that I was there, and you put me in the same room with Chief Jay Strongbow. And I want to say thank you for that, because growing up, I was all about Chase Strongbow. Oh, yeah. And it was the same year. Um, we, we I left that, and I was with a couple of friends, Matt and, uh, Matt and Kyle, uh, stolen, who were getting inducted that year. And Matt was like, I can't believe I was just at the table with Rick Martell. Like, how does this happen? Right. So that was, I was doing the same thing about just being in the same room with some of these guys. So. Sure. It's just a, the concept of it, because you get the meet and greet that you get at every convention, and right. then you get these guys getting up and giving speeches, and you don't get that all the time. And you get to see they kind of you normally they kind of explain how they got into the business and where they got their
0: startup. Sure, and you don't get that anywhere else. And what comes along with that Hall of Fame is you know doors open an hour before the ceremony starts, so it is a true reunion for that full hour. Everybody just greeting with each other, and if you're a fan going in there, you know there's it's not an official autograph session, so you can go up to anybody, and everybody's just greeting each other, and it's a really personable event. So it's it's pretty cool on that scale.
1: Now, where can they get tickets for this year's event?
0: So tickets uh, are available at the door, of course, uh, the day of the show. Um, you can pre-order them if you'd like at www.allaccessentertainment.com, and that's access with two Ooh. x's. Uh, once you're on there, you just click on New England Fan Fest, and you can purchase your general admission tickets, uh, Hall of Fame tickets, whatever it may be. Uh, the Hall of Fame tickets are $20. Bucks. Um, we will have them available at the door, assuming that there are some left, but they are going very quickly. Um, but there will be you know, plenty of general admission tickets at the door. Those are only 10 bucks, so it's affordable for the whole family. And uh, if you're a fan that doesn't want to spend a ton of money, you could spend the ten bucks to get in, look around, browse around, shake some hands, buy some merchandise. You know, you don't have to go all out, so it's it's certainly for everybody.
1: You can literally go and meet your idols for ten dollars. Exactly. exactly. When it comes down to it, when you think about it, uh, you, you can't do much for ten bucks nowadays. So no, absolutely not. It, it's it's such a great deal, and it's it, it is just a fun environment. Um, the the food and stuff that has been there, you've never. You know, you've always had good food available, concessions available for fans, and it's always yeah. been affordable. It's a, it's like you said, it's, it's a real family day. So, whether you know, you're, if you're a father and you were a fan of wrestling growing up, and your kids are fans of it now, you can go and meet the guys that you watched and see the ones who your kids are watching. Right. And like exactly. you said, you know, you've had, you know, Mercedes, uh, K. V., uh, Sasha Banks at your events before and stuff like that who, you know, you don't know who these people are going to turn into.
0: You never know. Exactly. So
1: exactly. It, it's a fun day. I, I can't recommend it enough. Like, I, I've i tried to make it every year, and I know me and you have talked about it a couple sure. of times. And I I already put in. I got the day off of work. I will be there this year, and I'm going to have my – I'll have some kind of a camera
0: out recording some stuff. Uh, it'll be a pleasure to have, have you on hand for you. sure. You will see me. For the fans who have never been to a New England Hall of Fame, uh, like I said, it's 20 bucks to get in the door. Um, guaranteed three-hour ceremony. I mean, it's a, it's a great night of speeches, inductors, inductees, and, and just memorable moments that you're, you're not going to forget. And uh, this year, the Hall of Fame is headlined by the boogie-woogie man, Jimmy Valiant, one of the most personable guys in the business. He'll take time to talk to you. Um, Perry Saturn, of course, going in. Uh, Paul Roma is also being inducted, as well as the late great Hercules Hernandez. Uh, Ray Hernandez will be inducted as well. His family will be there. We actually have 26 family members flying in uh, to pay honor, you know, to Hercules himself. Yeah, so that's going to be special.
1: And one of my favorites as a kid. That's, I mean, that was the era I grew up in, sort of right before the Attitude Era, and yeah, uh,
0: it, it's incredible. And then, of Nothing. course, from more of a local standpoint, you have the Portuguese princess, Ariel. You have Johnny Idol. Uh, you have Ricky Sexton, who worked for the WWWF. Uh, Bo Douglas. Um, of course, the Golden Greek, Alex Arion. Dylan Cage, Aaron Morrison, Brian Fury, and The Rocket, Fred Curry Jr. Oh. Junior or senior? Junior. Okay. Yeah. Yep, senior went in in 2015 okay that's I knew
1: Brian, yeah that's I mean it's guys you haven't seen in a while and then you get the the Brian Furies and stuff who just recently retired the Bo Douglases two of the best trainers period right now right right you know so it, it's just incredible and this this year I would be going for Bo and Brian regardless sure so it it's a fun event it's I can't recommend this enough guys like if you ever wanted to go and just be in the same room, and like Joe said, there's going to be casual, you're going to hear casual conversations between a lot of these guys because they don't see each other. Right. You know, exactly. so you're going to, it's such a personal event. It's such just fun and laid back, and it's at the same time, it's well organized, so you get the meet and greet, and then after, I believe there's a break, right? is there yeah
0: so the fan fest itself will be from 10 a.m to 4 p.m and then there'll be a two-hour break doors open at 6 p.m for the hall of fame and the hall of fame will be from 7 until 10 p.m so you have two-hour break to if you want to grab dinner or whatever it may be we'll get everything uh set up and reorganized for the ceremony um but the fan fest in the morning we have Dan the Beast Severn coming in very rare uh appearance and uh Two WWE Hall of Famers, both, you know, uh, J.J. Dillon and Jimmy Valiant will be signing autographs together uh, there at the event. Perry Saturn, just incredible. Uh, You have the new Rockers reunion, Marty Jannetty and Al Snow. Uh, You have Dangerous Danny Davis and Cloudy of the Body Donnas. Uh, Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty, Mario Mancini. Uh, Lanny Poffel will be there, the genius, making his first uh, New England Fan Fest appearance. And uh, Richie Rich and Ricky Sexton, uh, tugboat Typhoon, and uh, even uh, former WWF announcer Sean Mooney will be there as well. Like you
1: don't see Mooney often. I know you you've had the the Fink Howard Finkel it a bunch of yours. Uh, you don't see Mooney often at all, anywhere. Period. Right. This will
0: actually be it's, Mooney's first New England appearance as far as the uh, signing goes.
1: That's amazing. It's just the. The amount of work you put into this, like we all appreciate it. it. Being fans, I know the boys all appreciate it. It's such a great event. I can't, I can't recommend it enough, guys. All accessentertainment. dot com, and like, you get the news. I went, I was on there today, and you had that the homepage set up and the news page set up. So, like you said, I don't think Just is on there yet when I look today, but I'm sure that'll be on there soon. And yeah. Will he be wrapped up with the movie? I know they're still in production on that. so
0: They're still in production. Um, so, yeah, it, it won't it be completed, but uh, he'll chance. be signing autographs and taking photos throughout the day. And he'll actually be there uh, with somebody involved in the movie, uh, actor and producer. Uh, David Gere will be sitting with him at the table, so you'll be able to kind of uh, talk to him and get a behind-the-scenes uh, feel for things with them.
1: A chance that they're possibly recording? Um,
0: um it is very possible. I, I do know that there is going to be a film crew there uh, that are working on a documentary for Perry Saturn, and uh, they're going to be there filming as well. So you get
1: a chance to maybe get on the maybe get on the camera yourself, and you know, like I said, I'll be there recording some. I'm going to try to talk to a few of the guys and uh, put some stuff on our YouTube, and you know, of course, use it for you guys for next years as well. Sure. You know, I I love the event. I've kicked myself every year that I've missed it because I always hear about it right after. Um, But, you know, I've gone for, you know, like I said, Matt and Kyle Storm, Sheldon, TJ Richter. So it's not just the big names. It's, you know, the people who listen to podcasts, let's face it, they're independent wrestling fans. They're wrestling fans. They're the biggest fans. Right, So you get the best of the best out of New England pro wrestling as well. Just the independent scene, the guys who for whatever reason didn't get the look that they deserved and you give them that recognition. And they all, you know, you get to, they go up, they get their plaque, they give their speech, you get to hear it like you know, getting to see guys like D.C. Dillinger and Sheldon that's something that I won't forget. And you don't that realize was a moment. it was, and you don't realize who meant something to these people until you see the, these induction speeches.
0: And years ago, back in two thousand nine, we had Brian Fury there inducting his uh, trainer, out yeah. uh, the late, late great Steve Bradley.
1: Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, to, <laughs> it's these guys, and you know, you see where Brian's gone since then, and it's incredible, and he's put out some, he puts out some of the best talent in the world. Period. There's absolutely. no. No contest on that.
0: And for fans who have never been to something like this, you know, there is something for everybody. So even if you're a person that's not into necessarily taking photos and meeting uh, stars, if you're more of a merchandise person, we'll have tons of merchandise vendors there as well. Um, Scott Wilder Promotions will be there. and uh, rhodeislandfreeradio.org, uh, new world wrestling extreme will be there. A local, uh, promotion as well. Um, Dave Cole will be there who he's a wrestler. He's an artist. Yes. So he's going to have all his work there. And, uh, you could visit the Rhode Island comic con table for a chance to, uh, win tickets to their event. They're going to have some merchandise, uh, for sale as well. Uh, Vinny's wrestling figs will be there. Um, Connor promotions, captain's corner, uh, so it's, it's definitely, uh, of course, the legendary Phil Castanetti's uh, Sports World will be there. And uh, Bulletproof Studios, very impressed with Bulletproof Studios. They're really producing a lot of uh, handmade pieces that so much work goes into, and they're making it specifically uh, for sale at FanFest. So cane awesome. masks and helmets. I mean, these guys do crazy work. So to see this stuff in person – is uh is unbelievable and uh lpw will be there as well lucky pro wrestling uh so it's gonna be a nice mix for for all the fans
1: yeah, guys like dave cole who dave was a wrestler for years and you know he's always had that the artist thing about him but he does some of the best mashup, some of the most stolen mashup stuff out there right uh yeah. rick flair with the woo symbol that was him originally and everybody has seen that on youtube or on facebook because everyone you know other people who. Not stolen the idea. I mean, will remind minds think alike, life, but sure, that was originally his. I actually have I have a copy of that hanging up in my room. And oh, nice. he does a lot of like Funko Pops and stuff, like custom work and just some awesome stuff. You'll, you <laughs> so if you're into the merchandise, definitely you know there'll be enough there um, for, to please everybody and. I, I just i'm pumped for it man i've been talking about june 2nd i got a couple of guys from work who i know are going to be going as well and it's it's just going to be so much fun it, it always is And you, you put on a great you every event that you've put on that i've been to has just been a ton of fun so well,
0: i appreciate that and
1: it's it's like a family reunion almost
0: it really is it really is and it's a family-friendly event you know yes. and uh you know kids are uh kids are welcome and adults and you know people of all ages so it's going to be uh, something special free parking of course uh, for fans coming out uh, there's a cash bar there's a concession stand um, like I said merchandise and there'll be autographs throughout the day um, so something for everybody.
1: Now what else uh, so what else who's running the cash bar is it Angry Beaver?
0: Yeah, for sponsors, uh, we have the hometown bar and grill. It's uh, the Thirsty Beaver, and they're Thirsty based on in Rhode Island. Yeah, and no problem. And uh, yeah, they're actually uh, putting on the VIP dinner uh, the night before for Cranston, <laughs> and that's for the VIP ticket holders. Uh, it was a special two hundred dollar ticket. Comes with all the bells and whistles at the fan fest, but also comes with the VIP dinner. Uh, With four of the stars the night prior Um, So they're hosting that for us And we also have American Trophy um, Based out of East Providence, Rhode Island And the Taunton Avenue Dunkin' Donuts Out of East Providence also sponsoring That's
1: awesome I mean, and that's the other thing Like there's certain things that go on In the wrestling world And sponsors is one of them in a lot of areas And for some reason New England Has not tapped into that too much Sure Sure and sure. When you do something like what you're doing, it's kind of the only way. Exactly, you know. Yeah,
0: and you got to tie it in. I mean, it really uh, it helps the show and uh, on many levels, from uh, you know financially, uh, presentation wise, and and really just uh, partnerships, building relationships for uh, future shows.
1: Yeah. So guys, make sure you check out those, all of those sponsors because those are what really makes this click. I mean, Joe's hard work. Year round, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna stop planning on June 3rd next year.
0: Right, <laughs> you
1: know. Um, now, Joe, where can they where can they get you on Twitter? Just uh, is it the at any Hall of Fame?
0: Yep, at any Hall of Fame on uh, Twitter, and then we have the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Facebook page. Uh, there's also a New England Fan Fest Facebook page, and we're also on Facebook at All Access Entertainment, and then of course our website allaccessentertainment.com. Again, that's access with two X's. And uh, you can message us uh, via any of those pages and any questions you may have. Um, For the next two weeks, we're still accepting mail order as well for fans who can't make it. Uh, We're accepting mail order for Body Donna Cloudy, Jimmy Valiant, J.J. Dillon, and Dan the Beast Severn. If you have any uh, merchandise you want to send in, we'll certainly get it signed for you and uh, include some photo proof as well. That's incredible. That's
1: so people from around the world, no, around the country at least, can still get their autographs. and still get whatever they need signed.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's Even if you're in a different a, country, we can uh, we can get that done for you and ship it right out the the day after the show.
1: Incredible, Joe. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for dealing with our technical issues this week.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, it was my pleasure.
1: I have a little work to do, splicing these together. Um, but, guys, June second. The, it's the Holy Ghost, right? I'm saying that correct?
0: Yes, yeah, Saturday, June 2nd, and that's uh, the Brotherhood of the Holy Ghost Charity Hall. Uh, it's also known locally as the Bright Ridge Club, and that's on 59 Bright Ridge Avenue in East Providence, Rhode Island.
1: Guys, this this guy from Massachusetts could find it. It's not that hard to find. Right. Um, <laughs> and it, it's just, it, seriously, like it always is a fun time, and I've been trying to get you... You know whether we've taken hiatus or we took a hiatus for quite a few years, but uh, right. doing the podcast. But we've always, for me and you, have always talked about getting something like this done and oh, getting absolutely. you on. And I'd love to work with some of the guys that you have coming in. And I'll be, t- I'll be hyping it up anyway. I think we're going to have Brian Fury on. I know at some point I'm probably going to just call Bo Douglas and be like, "Hey, I'm interviewing you right now."
0: <laughs> um, but oh, very cool. Yeah, we'll definitely get you some guests.
1: Yeah, awesome. I appreciate that, and I won't have internet issues that night. I promise. Hi, <laughs> right,
0: Joe. Thank you all for tuning into the Irish Whip. We will see you next Tuesday.